0: morning if you have have a copy of God's word turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11 Hebrews chapter 11 continue to speak on the topic faith that pleases God and the example we will look at this morning is Enoch Hebrews chapter 11 looking at verse 4 we'll turn back to Genesis here in the In a few minutes, so get your Bibles ready. Make sure you got your Bibles out. But look with me at Hebrews chapter 11 and follow along as I read Hebrews chapter 11, verse number four. Uh, Verse number five, as you were. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. This is God's word this morning to us. Let us be mindful of God's holy word that is given to us for our spiritual growth and our edification in the Christian walk. Faith uh, is the emphasis of Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, In a sense, the writer is going to say later on that these examples that he has given to us in Hebrews chapter eleven are a cloud of witness They are a cloud of witnesses that that are that that are in scripture and, and that are that are given to us uh, not only as examples but motivation for the Christian race. We need someone to to be out ahead of us to to kind of pave the way. To, to to give us the encouragement that we can run this Christian race. We talked about that in the study of old age, of the importance of having those who are aged in the church, those who are growing old in the church. They are a witness to the grace of God. And these individuals that we're, we're looking at in Hebrews chapter 11, they're not given here, they're not given to us to entertain us, They're given to us so that we can look and say, if they can do it, we can do it. If if, if this is what the life of faith looks like, praise God, he will enable me to walk as they walk. But most importantly, these examples, they help us to understand what true saving faith looks like. True saving faith looks like these examples that are given to us here in this passage. True saving faith is not a one-time event. True saving uh, faith, it it perseveres. It it perseveres and it it does something in our lives. It produces faithfulness. It it produces faithfulness and obedience to God's word. And, and, And it helps us, true saving faith. It helps us and enables us to, to grow and to, to produce spiritual fruit in our lives. And we saw last week the example of A, Abel and Cain and how they both sought to worship God. One wicked, one righteous, both seeking to, to, to bring and, uh, their gifts and, and worship. One was accepted. One was rejected. It was Abel whose worship, uh whose whose gift offering of worship was accepted, and it was because of his faith, and God commanded him and credited him uh as one who is righteous. And 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 and, and next on the list we're gonna see is, is is Enoch. He's the next example. And and and, and the key truth that we learn from Enoch is that uh, that is that, that if we want to please God, if, if, if we want to, we want to please God, if we want to walk with God, we must do so by faith. Enoch walk with God. That's the simple description of his life that is given to us in this passage. So net faith is, is 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 necessary. That's what we're seeing. Faith is necessary for a pleasing walk with God. Look with me at the text. Look at the beginning of verse 5. And, and the writer introduces Enoch with the familiar phrase by faith. The writer is telling us, he's, he's telling us before he gets into uh, Enoch's life. He is telling us that that the life of Enoch fits Habakkuk's description of one who is righteous. How did Habakkuk describe one who is righteous? In in Habakkuk chapter two verse fourteen, Habakkuk says, "The righteous shall live by faith." This is what we have here with 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 Enoch. One who is giving testimony to the reality that he has true saving faith. Faith that believes in God. Enoch was a man who believed in God. And by faith, he he, he believed in God and he acted, no doubt, on what he believed. He, He came to God just like Abel came to God in verse four. We 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 don't know much about Enoch. Uh, we do know that that he is one of the two men mentioned in the Bible uh, who were taken into God's presence uh, without dying. Uh, uh, he and along the, uh, the the other one was Elijah in 2 Kings chapter two verses one through eleven. So he was one of the men who who who, who te- the scripture tells us that he uh, was taken into God's presence. He did not see death. But outside of this passage in hebrews uh, we learn about him in two other patches, uh, passages of scripture jude we learn about him in jude 14 and 15 and we learn about him in genesis chapter 5 verses 21 through 24 and we'll turn to genesis here in a few minutes but turn uh your bible forward to to jude jude 14 verses uh, uh jude 14 and 15. And we're going to find out something here about the life of Enoch. Jude fourteen and fifteen. Here in Jude, Jude under the, the superintendent of the Holy Spirit, reference the prophecy of Enoch. And listen to it. Listen to Jude here. It was also about these that Enoch, talking about the, Jude is talking about the apostates, those who, who, who reject Christ and the truth about him. It was also about these that Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied saying, behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his holy ones to execute judgment, on all and to convict all the ungodly of all you notice that repetition of the word all God's judgment will come and it will come to all who reject him verse 15 to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly and all their deeds of ungodliness that they have committed in such an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things that the ungodly sinners have spoken against him here we we see that enoch was was a prophet of god he he was a prophet of God, and he spoke god's word, he boldly proclaimed god's word and 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 courageously confronted. The ungodly people of his day he he rebuked them and and uh for their uh wicked living and for their sin and he warned them to flee from god's coming judgment but enoch was 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 a was a prophet so we we learned that little bit about him here in jude not not to turn turn back to genesis chapter 5 genesis chapter 5 we don't see uh the the fact that enoch is a prophet here in genesis chapter 5 the only thing we see about enoch is is that he uh, had children and he walked with god there's a couple of things that i want to point out here in genesis chapter 5 genesis chapter 5 is uh Uh, genealogy of the the uh, Adam's descendants and 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 we we see a pattern in this genealogy Uh, we we see the pattern there's a pattern that starts in in verse number five we see it says thus all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and notice the phrase and he died we're going to see that repeated uh, uh, here in, in uh, all the way down to verse number 27. He says in verse number five, he and he died. And, and verse number eight, it says, thus, all the days of Seth were 912 years. Notice again, and he died. Verse 11, thus, all the days of Enoch were uh, 900 uh Enosh, as, uh, as you were, Enosh, were 905 years and he died. Verse 14, thus all the days of uh, Kenan were 910 years and he died. Uh, verse 17, thus all the days of Mahel, uh, Mahalia uh, were 895 years and he died. Verse 20, thus all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died but something changes when we get to verse number 21 it says enoch walked with god after he fathered methuselah 300 years and he had other sons and daughters thus all the days of enoch were 365 years enoch walked with god And he was not, for God took him. The pattern changed, didn't we don't read anything here about Enoch in reference to Enoch dying. Enoch was not, verse twenty four says, for God took him. This Enoch was was T- uh, taken from this earth to heaven by God, and then in verse twenty-seven it, it, it continues on. Thus, all the days of Methuselah were nine hundred sixty-nine years, and he died. But not Enoch. And, and, and why is that so? We 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 understand from what we just read in Hebrews that it was by faith that God took. It was because he was one who believed in God that Enoch did not see death. And and, and, and there's something else I, w- I want you to see here that there was a turning point in Enoch's life. It was a, there, there was a turning point in his life. Go back to, to, to verse number 21. It says, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after, after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. So at age 65 Enoch fathered Methuselah and something happened when Methuselah was born. We don't we don't know what it is, but something happened and he began to walk with God. He 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 for, for 300 years, for, for 300 years, he no longer walked by the way of the world anymore. We can imply that. From, from then on, he walked with God. The fact that Enoch walked with God is significant for the time in which he, he lived because Enoch lived in a in a sinful and, and corrupt culture. All we got to do is turn forward just one chapter, Genesis chapter 6. In Genesis chapter 6, it says, uh, God says, And the Lord regretted that he made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. And uh, so the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and the animals and creepy, uh, creeping things, the birds of the heavens. For I am sorry that I have made them. Uh, But go back up to verse five. The law, it was because the Lord saw the wickedness of man. It was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. This was the time in which Enoch lived. For 300 years, he lived in a time where there was wickedness growing in, 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 in mankind. And it got to a point to where God said he, it was enough and he was about to blot out. And we know what happened, right? Noah's flood came and God, in a sense, uh, cleansed uh the earth of 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 wicked man and he saved Noah and his family but this is the time in which it said that it Enoch walked with God and he did it day by day for 300 years now, now now how did he do that how 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 did he 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 walked with God in in a pagan culture in a wicked culture how did he do that? Well, let's turn back to Hebrews chapter eleven. Hebrews chapter eleven. And 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 all we know about Enoch from Genesis chapter six is that he had children. He had sons and daughters, and he walked with God. <laughs> Look back at Hebrews chapter eleven, verse five. And so, how did Enoch walk with God? It was the Hebrew writer tells us here at the beginning of of the verse by faith. It it, it was by faith uh, that he walked with God. And notice what the writer says here in Hebrews. He said, by faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death and that he was not, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. Well, back in Genesis, Chapter 5 we read that Enoch walked with God Genesis uh chapter 5 verses 22 and 24 here it says that the the writer of Hebrews said that uh Enoch having pleased God. Eden, uh the the writer of Hebrews is quoting from the Septuagint. And that's the that's the difference in 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 the translation he's quoting from the Septuagint, which says as having pleased God, and and really those two realities that Enoch walked with God and that he had have he had pleased God really are saying the same thing. In order to to walk with God, you must be pleasing to God. In order to be pleasing to God, you must be walking with God. It's, the, the 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 Septuagint is saying the same thing that the. That that Genesis has told us about Enoch, that he walked with God, and and and, and this walk, this pleasing of God, this is this is a snapshot of, of Enoch's life as a whole. His his life as as a whole before God, it was one that was it was a pleasing walk to God, and this pleasing walk involved faith and 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 fellowship or communion with God you can't walk with god if you're not communing with him seeking him desiring him looking to him in his word looking forward to 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 the promises that he has one writer noted this in reference to walking with god he said quote, walking with god denotes a state of communion and friendship with god and implies of course uh, com- complacency or satisfaction in, in the divine mind with respect to him. God was satisfied with, with with the way Enoch lived his life because it was by faith. And and, and the impl- implication that the Hebrew writer has given us that Enoch's life was, was by faith, the implication is that his daily walk was a life of faith. What characterized the life of Enoch was a life of intimate fellowship, uh, intimate uh, uh, fellowship with God and an enduring faith in God and his word. We know this is true from other places of scripture. First Samuel 15 and 22 uh, says, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than then sacrifice, this fellowship that that Enoch had with God was in obedience to his word because that's what God desires from his children. Enoch believed in God's promise and he acted on his belief. That's why it was important for us to see that he was a prophet. He, He acted on what he believed. He went and spoke God's word to a pagan culture. He believed in God amidst a a sinful world, a a sinful world that is filled with violence and and wicked behavior and suffering and misery while raising a family. (laughs) Kind of reminds us of the time in which we live just this morning. uh, I think it happened last night at a club in Oklahoma City. Eight people were stabbed. That's right down the road. We live in a wicked pagan culture. And many of us either have raised children or are raising children. And what can we learn from Enoch in reference to living in this world? We're to simply live by faith in God and believe in him. And and, and, and that, that living by faith is a, is a sense of, of intimate communion with him. If we believe in God, we, we, we will always believe in him. He not walked with God. He pleased God. And and for us, we, 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 we please God. The, the, the pleasing walk that we have with God is because of our union with Jesus Christ. It, it doesn't happen apart from Christ. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 29, it says, Jesus says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and and I will give you rest. This is, a, this is the start of of the walk, a pleasing walk with God, is coming to Jesus Christ, come to him. It is responding to the invitation to come to Christ. If we're believers, we responded one day to that invitation, we came to Christ. But that's not all that he says in his passage. He says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He's talking about uh, intimate fellowship, intimate union with with, with, with him in, in, in a relationship where we learn from. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle uh, and lowly in heart and you will find rest. For your souls. We come, we, we come to God through Christ. We, we come to God through Christ, learning from Christ, obeying Christ, depending upon the grace that we have in Christ to, to have the necessary strength that we need to, to walk in obedience to Jesus Christ. And pleasing walks with God starts with Christ. Walking with God through Christ means that we will be dealing with our our sins. Walking with God through Christ means that that we know the benefits of walking with him and being in union with him, and we enjoy those benefits on on a daily basis. And we praise God for the benefits that we have in Christ. That's what it means for us to walk with God. Perhaps many of us are depressed and, and down and out because we're looking to ourselves rather than Christ in order to please God. Jesus Christ said in, 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 in his word that, that we can do nothing apart from him. I don't know if you feel that. Maybe maybe you got it together. Maybe you got things together in your life and your walk is great. But Jesus says, he, he tells us this in scripture because he knows we're gonna try to live the Christian life apart from him. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. We're meant to, to not just know that, we're meant to feel that as we walk our daily, in our daily lives. Is that a truth that, that grips your heart as you go to work? As you raise your children and you begin to feel this, 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 this uh, helplessness in your life. God wants you to feel that in your walk with him so you can depend upon him through Jesus Christ. Notice that Enoch walked with God. And it it says that, uh, back in Genesis, it says that, and he was not found for God took him. What does it mean that God took him? Hebrews interprets Enoch's story, and it tells us here in in Enoch, uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, it says, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, notice that repetition is repeated three times. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having please God. And what the, no, notice what the author is emphasizing. He's, the the, the, the one point that he want to get across, he's not being, he's not, he's not being fascinated with the fact that Enoch did not die. What he's pointing us to is the fact that at the end of the verse, that Enoch, that that he was commended as having pleased God. Hey, the Hebrew writers already said that Abel died, and we know that Abel pleased God, didn't he? So 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 the focus here is, is 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 not on Enoch's the fact that he was taken up in, in the heaven and we're not to sit here and try to ponder what that meant. What we're to focus on is the fact that Enoch pleased God, and he did it by faith. This word taken up here means to be removed or transferred. Uh, God spared him from going through death. He, he got transferred Enoch from from earth to heaven. And how did this work? I don't know. But what we do know is that it was because of his faith, and that's to be our focus and and, and why was it? why did God take Enoch up? notice that the writer emphasizes that he commended he was commended as having pleased god he 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 emphasizes that that enoch this this is a uh, uh something that was habitual for for Enoch he habitually lived a life that was pleasing to God and this proved that he had true faith that that his that his that that his only desire in life was to to trust and believe in God and his promises and because of this he was taken up something we, we, we're not getting taken up to heaven like Enoch. So don't, you know, try to go out and live your life and think that one day God is going to translate you into heaven like, like Enoch. I mean, it could, it's going to happen on the, on the day when Christ returns. Uh, it's going to happen when, when Christ returns, whether we're we're dead, we're going to be raised from the dead and, and caught up in the heaven with Christ, or, or whether we're alive, we're going to be caught up in, in heaven with Christ. But until that time, you're going to be here on earth. And one day you're gonna die. You're gonna have to live your life out here on this earth. But but it, we we too have, in a sense, experienced something of of, of a new life in in Christ. We we, we too have uh, been in a sense taken from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of the sun. We we've experienced something. Uh, of, of 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 being taken uh, uh uh away from living a life that was spiritually dead to a life that is now spiritually alive in christ you 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 have new life in christ a a life that you didn't have before a new life that that now you know god as your father we, we have something we actually we have something that is a little bit better than what what enoch has experienced Turn to Romans chapter six. What 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 has happened to us? We know that there is nothing we can do to to be commending before God. We we are all sinners. We have all sinned. Uh, we have all fallen short of the. The glory of God, but in but 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 there is good news for us if we trust in Christ. We have been baptized into Christ. Verse number three of chapter six of Romans says, "Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death?" We were identified. We, we're we're so identified with Christ that it, it is said that we were baptized into his death. In verse four, we were buried. Therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father we too might walk in the newness of life Uh, hallelujah that's that's true of us that that because of our union with the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ we are able to walk in newness of uh, of this life we're able to 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 live a life uh, that that is pleasing to God because of what Christ has done and because of our union with Him. Turn to Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen says this: Therefore, if anyone is in Christ. If anyone is in union with Christ, if if, if God has joined one with Christ, if you are in union with Christ, if you believe in him, if you trust in him, it says he is a new creation. The old have passed away. Behold, the new has come. Turn to Colossians chapter one. These are things that we're to affirm our faith with on a daily basis. Colossians chapter one, verse 13. It says he, God has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. We're no longer walking in the domain of darkness, the domain uh, of, 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 uh, spiritual darkness. We've been transferred into the the kingdom, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God's beloved Son. Turn turn back to Philippians chapter three, verse twenty. Because we're in the Son, because we are in Christ's kingdom. Paul says here, but our citizenship. Is in heaven, and from it we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our citizenship we have dual citizenship, <laughs> we have dual citizenship. We, we live our lives here on earth, but our our, our true citizenship is in heaven. It's, it's in heaven, and we're, we're awaiting a savior and and our citizenship is in heaven because we are in Christ and if we are in Christ God is pleased with us because God is pleased with his son that's why we have all the blessings that we have in Christ it's because of Christ it is because God is pleased with his son that God pours out the riches of his blessings upon you that he gives you grace upon grace it is because of christ and 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 because of christ if you are in christ when god sees you he sees christ to the point where uh, romans 8 tells us that there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus you're pleasing to god if you are in christ if you have trusted in christ if you have Trust it if you have, in a sense, come to Christ and giving all of yourself, all that you are, your desires, your expectations, your hope, your wishes, your dreams, what you what you're doing, all that you are. You come and you, in a sense, yielded that that all to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You put yourself and said, I'm identified with Christ. God is pleased with you. He is pleased with you. And this is how he was pleased with Enoch. Ultimately, it was because of Christ. Enoch was commended as having pleased God. And this was by faith. And it is true for us. It's only by faith. By faith in Jesus Christ. Look at verse number six. By faith, we see here that it's, it's, it's impossible to please God without faith, and and this is the crucial element of of Enoch's life. He he was taken uh, to heaven, and he was taken because of his daily walk of faith. Look at the beginning of verse six. It says, "And without faith, it is impossible to please Him." You notice that 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 word impossible. We can't please God in, in in our own works. We can't please God in, uh, by by our own merit. We can't please God expecting God to be pleased with us by something that you and I do. Without faith, the Hebrew writer says it's impossible to please Him. and 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 and, and this is the 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 first main action that that is involved in, in a walk with God it involves trusting him uh having faith in him uh, walking with God demands that we on our part have faith in him God is faithful God is trustworthy and 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 what is demanded of us because of who God is is that we Respond in faith. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven: We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is the the basic requirement for for walking with God, and the the, the faith that has been described in Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one, and it, and exemplified in the lives of Abel and Enoch, without such faith as Abel and Enoch and those who follow here in this list without such faith, without such persevering faith, you can't please God. So if you desire to to walk with him, you must have true faith in him. Look at verse six again. The writer goes on. He says, "For whoever would draw near to God, this—what does it mean to draw near? This is uh, the, the biblical language of worship, like Abel, who who came to God with with an offering, with a sacrifice. He, he, the focus of what Abel was doing was not the sacrifice, but it was faith in God who demanded." sacrifice this 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 drawing near is to to draw near because of uh, because god has said that we're able to to draw near to him in jesus christ it, it, it is an invitation for those of us who are in christ to, to to come to god to to look to him to be like the psalmist who said in psalm 73 verse 28 He said, it is good for me to draw near to God. (laughs) It's good to fellowship with y'all. That's great. It's it's lovely. But what trumps that is that I can draw near to God. Yeah, we're going to fellowship. We're going to go have a a, a fellowship meal this evening. We're going to sing some songs. But what should trump that in your soul is the fact that you're able to draw near to God through Christ. That should be your focus. I enjoy fellowship because of who my God is. I sing the songs that I sing because of who God is. If you get it out of order, there's going to be disorder. This is why God saved you. He saved you so that you would have a desire. He changed your heart according to Ezekiel 36, Ezekiel uh, 37, Jeremiah 31. God changed your heart because he wanted you to draw near to him, to desire to draw near to him, to know him. Who do I have in heaven besides thee? God changed you so that you can desire him, not the things that he offered to you. The writer said, it was good for me to draw near to God. James says, "Draw near to God. Draw near to God, and He'll draw near to you. Resist the devil, and He'll flee." And again, who would lead us into uh, in, in 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 the coming to God is Christ. He made us fit for God's presence, and so we come boasting in Christ. We we fellowship boasting in Christ. It is because of Christ. It is because of him that I've been sanctified. It it is because of him that I've been justified, that I can approach you in the right way, that I can approach you with love, that I can approach you in a way that has a heart that want to serve you. It's because of Jesus Christ. You see that, beloved? Don't try to take the pressure upon yourself to please God. You must have faith in him and in Christ and what Christ has done for you. First Corinthians 1 and 30 says, because of him, because of God, you are in Christ Jesus. Who became to us wisdom from God. I ain't wise. The wisdom that I have is Christ. Paul says he became to us wisdom from God. Righteous. I ain't righteous. I have the righteousness of Christ. Paul goes on sanctification. I can't sanctify myself, but I'm set apart in Christ. Redemption. I can't redeem myself, but I'm redeemed in Christ. Hallelujah. We're blessed in Christ. And this is what it means to draw near to God. And this is what we're we're going to be talking about in worship. It's not about you coming here and and doing, because then the focus becomes you. No, the focus should be on God. Look what the writer says. For whoever, whoever, this is... This is this is the the qualifier for whoever would draw near to God must believe that He is, uh, that He exists. You can't just come and say, "I believe in God." That's that's not enough. The writer is going to go on and say, but but the defer- but you start with believing that He exists. And how do you know that? You know that from the truth of Scripture. You you come to God based upon what God has revealed about Himself and and His His nature and character and His Word, like the Psalmist said in Psalm seventy three. He started out that Psalm. He said, "God is good to Israel." You, you started out based upon what God has said, has revealed about Himself and His Word. Psalm forty six: God is a refuge and a strength in in the time of trouble you you come to God believing that he is a God who is a refuge that he is a god who who saves that he is a god who who is holy isaiah six that's what it means to believe it's not some kind of vague notion you got this this kind of vague idea god. Who is God? You ask the average person that said that they believe in God and you ask them who it is, they can't explain to you who he is because they don't know him. And if you don't know him, you can't trust him. So to 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 know God is to believe that he exists according to the basic teachings in Holy Scripture. And 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 how does one draw near and believe in God? We we must say this. This this, this believing in God is because God draws men to Himself through Jesus Christ. This is not something that we we have done on our own. John six and forty four says, "No one, no man can come to me." except the father who has sent me draw him and I will raise him up on the last day. This, 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 this coming to God and believing that God exists is a, is a willful trust, a willful belief in, in God. Marvin Vincent noted here uh, of Luther, who says on this passage, John six and 44, he says, the drawing is not like that of a executioner. who draws the thief up the ladder to the gallows, but it's a gracious allurement. It's a gracious allurement such as that of the man whom everybody loves and to whom everybody willingly goes End quote. So this drawing near to God and believing that he exists, it's a, it's a, it's it's something that, that, that a person who is, who has true faith, they want to come. They, come, they want to come because he is, is loving. He is uh, not only holy, but he's loving. And, and notice what the writer goes on and says. He says, and that he rewards those who seek him. It's not enough to know that God exists as he has revealed himself in the scriptures. But we must embrace all that He has revealed his, about His character, about His ways. It's not enough to believe; you must seek Him and desire the <laughs> the unseen future spiritual realities. And and, and what what are, what are those? Such realities as absent from the body, present with the Lord you you must believe that that God that, that the reward that that one day you you will have an inheritance in heaven that as as you live your life in this world you must believe that that as you live your life for God and and I know some of your lives are are difficult some of your lives you're dealing with challenges that make it that 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 you face every day they're pressing in on you and they're pressing down upon you but if you continue on, beloved, and that's what the writer is, is helping us to do, is to, 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 to press on, to, to keep pushing on, to keep running the Christian race. And, and knowing that one day God is going to reward you with the crown of life. You, you, what you're going to have in heaven cannot be compared to what you're dealing with in this life these things are just light momentary afflictions because one day when god chooses to take you home one day you're going to experience the blessings of being with god and then one day when Christ returns, the, the blessing of, of being rewarded by God with all that he has promised. one day you're going to have those things for eternity. Time, what you experience in time, cannot be compared to what you're going to experience in eternity. And so if you grasp anything, grasp that reality, that foundational truth that God exists and that he is a rewarder, that he is true to everything he has said. Let's pray. Father, this this life that you have ordained that we live in this world is it demands that we depend upon you. It demands that we trust you. And Father, we know that we, we don't live oftentimes as you desire that we live. But we thank you that you have given us grace in Jesus Christ. That because of the fact that you are pleased with Christ. If we trust in him, you're pleased with us. And Father, if if you're pleased with us in Christ, then all the promises that you promise in this life and in the life to come, we can be assured that those promises we, we can grasp we they're, they're ours, like the promise that we can come to you in prayer that that's a promise that 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 is a a truth that we learn from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ like the like the the promise that your grace is sufficient regardless of what we're going through in trying times. And your grace is so sufficient that we can count it all joy when we go through various trials and tribulations. That's what you promised in your word. And Father, when this life ends, you promise that we will be absent from this body and we will be present with you. You promised in your word that one day all the tears that your people are are crying with because of their pain, because of their suffering, because of sin in their life. One day, all of those things will not impact us and the new bodies we have. Tears will be wiped away Sin has been, will be fully and completely dealt with and we'll have new bodies. Father, how blessed we are and how often, how often we focus upon the things that are temporal in this life. And we thank you that we have an opportunity to come to the table here in a few moments to set our focus afresh upon Christ and remember that you have invited us to draw near to you through Jesus Christ, to draw near to you through a crucified Savior who has given his life for us. And because Christ has given his life, Father, you demand of us no less of the giving of our all in this life, We thank you, Father. You're so good to us. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.